Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted a sample of the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. I'm on a journey to heal and get better in all areas of life. And I want to do it with you. Welcome to Heal Squad by Maria Menounos, where we improve and heal all parts of our lives, most importantly, our health. Heal Squad by Maria Menounos, your life improvement series starts now. Hello, hello, Heal Squad. Today's going to be a great day. You know why? Because when you know better, you get better. And that's exactly what we're going to do here today together because we're better together. Our quote of the day, the best way to predict your future is to create it. And that's from Abraham Lincoln. I think he knows a thing or two. Pretty bright guy. Smart guy. Smart guy. Uh, Welcome to our new listeners. Thank you for joining our Heal Squad. We love getting better in all areas of life. Very, very much so in the health and wellness space. That is kind of our biggest focus, but we do cover all areas and we love it. Um, very excited for our guest today. She is a mindset coach, top motivational speaker. Her name is Natasha Graziano. And uh, if you are a Natasha fan and you have come to this interview, you've come to a good place because she spoke about things that she's never spoken about before. She told her full story from zero to hero, basically. And uh, she was very vulnerable. So I think you're really going to love this other side of her. But for anybody who hasn't heard of her before, and you're not one of the almost 13 million followers she has on Instagram or the thousands of people who sign up for her classes, she's a top motivational speaker, best-selling author of Be It Until You Become It. She was ranked the number one female motivational speaker under 40 by Forbes magazine. So she knows how to motivate. Uh, She was also named a leading mindset coach and inspirational speaker by Poosh. She began her journey and we'll hear about this in the show as a single mom who lost everything and went from that to becoming a leading influencer with over how many, I I think it was 15, is it 15 million followers total probably with all of her platforms. Um, and now how she helps change people's lives like she did for herself. So she's gone through a lot and she knows how to turn things around. She did it within a matter of like a year, Mm -hmm. Um, 2018 was when she hit her rock bottom and it's 2022 guys. And she's killing the game. That blew my mind. I was thinking that it was just way early. Like 2018 when, when you even said it, Marie, you're like, (laughs) wait, that was only like what? 
four years ago? Yeah. That's so nuts. That's, I mean, it's so inspirational though. I was like, holy cow. Yeah. So how cool. From homeless to building an empire. And she is, um, she's really, really got so much to share. So I think without further ado, Heel Squad, let's welcome Natasha Graciano. So, friend, um, it's so nice to have you in studio. It was so nice to be on your show and get to know you. And I mean, you have just so much energy and passion for what you do. And I want to share with the audience a little bit of where you started from, because, you know, I've read the story that you were uh, a single mom really struggling And then you built this insane business. And those are always those stories that are really inspiring for people, right? Like it's not as inspiring when someone came from wealth and then created more of it, (laughs) right? Um, I know when I started on the journey, I was really honest about our beginnings. It was really hard for my parents to hear it in public that we were janitors cleaning nightclubs and, you know, they were like, Mario, why you got to tell the people? And they were embarrassed. And I'm like, well, because that's our story. That's, That's the truth. So... Share your story with everybody, and then we'll get into kind of how you how you turn that into lemonade. Love that. Gosh, my story, where to begin? I, I hit rock bottom after I had my son in my health as well. My health was in such a bad way. I had an overactive thyroid, hypothyroidism, which is an autoimmune disease. And that hit right after I had him. And that lasted for about a year and then continued you know, to heal after that, which was really tough. Um, it was a really hard thing that I went through, not just in my health. I started to lose all my money. I lost my business. I lost everything. And I ended up at rock bottom, but I hid it. So I wasn't public about being at rock bottom because self-development wasn't as cool then, right? It was it was in a place where I was like, I was ashamed. So I didn't want to share my journey of, of actually healing. So I would just post on social media like I was still living this abundant life. My rock bottom was the worst time of my life, but that was really where I became who I am. It's where my ego was shattered, right? Everything around me came crumbling down. My ego, who I thought I was, I was on a pedestal. I put myself on a pedestal and I was living this life of this girl who had these things and material things from where I was previously in my life. And actually inside, I was just deteriorating. My health, I suddenly found myself with an autoimmune disease. I had a hyperactive thyroid called hyperthyroidism. That was horrendous. That was like, you know, had me bed bound for a lot of it. Had it on a really bad scale. I was told I was never going to heal. You're going to have this for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. You're going to have meds for the rest of your life. And I was like, there is no way I'm going to be on this for the rest of my life. So that was one area of my life. I hit rock bottom financially because obviously I couldn't work. I couldn't do anything. Wow. Um, It was that bad you couldn't work. Oh yeah. My anxiety was so bad. I could barely leave the house. I had three panic attacks a day. So the anxiety coupled with the hypothyroidism. Hyper, yeah. Hyper. So the it's the thing that's the rarer one, you know, the one that people tend to have hypo. You more hear about the, the hypo one. Um, yeah, so the anxiety was worse than the actual, but it's coupled because it causes anxiety. So mm. the anxiety was the hardest part to get over. And I had that for about three years. I've only just recently overcome the anxiety where I can now just like live and understand when I feel a sensation and what it means. And, you know, it's a scary place to live in because you feel like you're having a heart attack three, 
you know, three times a day. Ambulances were called numerous times. And then I started to realize, okay, this is, I'm not actually going to die. I have to find a way to overcome it. I'll tell you about that in a bit how I did. Mm-hmm. But so I hit rock bottom in every area. I but was. What was your life like prior? Where did you grow up? Oh, so I grew up in um, Oxfordshire, which is a beautiful city where Oxford University is. And, and your parents? My parents are from there. My dad's a doctor. My parents are divorced, so I had a lot of trauma around that as a kid. I was bullied at school, had a really sad sort of story at school. And I was like super loved, but also super sad and, you know, bullied, which a lot of people didn't see. Why did they bully you? I had a big nose. So I was born, that's what they said. So I've had two nose jobs since then just to overcome what I went through. Wow. But I now, looking back on it, would have not done that. But I did them at 21 and 24. Do you know when you're young? Yeah, before you've evolved and kind of understood. Totally. totally. So now where I am, I'm like, you know, I wouldn't have actually have done any of it. And I I would have loved who I was. I would have owned who I was. But I got teased for that. I, I used to wear different things to the kids I was at school with. They thought I was really overt. And I used to, I was very in touch with my spiritual side I was always very much like I'd have intuitive feelings and I would say to people oh my gosh like I I, you're amazing I feel like and I would always use the word feel 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 and people used to say oh she's just so woo woo like from a young age god she's so weird like different but I was just expressing this I was always right you know I'd tell them that person's not a good boyfriend for you like be careful. You know, they're just going to hurt you two weeks later. Boom. Or, you know, little things like, um, don't, don't be like this way because it's going to cause something in your body. And like every single time it was right, but people didn't know how to handle it. And I didn't know how to hold it in less. And, you know, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, you didn't know how to like censor yourself or mute yourself. Well, that's the problem. A lot of people who have big energy become targets in a sense, because they don't know how to handle their energy around you and, and, and all of that. So it's, it is a challenge, but I still don't have a filter, you know, I'm completely unapologetically me, but now you get it. Yeah. And now I don't give a fuck. I'm like, you either love it or you hate it. And I don't, I don't care if you unfollow because there's millions of other people that want it and need it. How do you get there though? Because I think that's always been a hard thing for me. Um, Kelsey's nodding in there and I know a lot of the Hill squad listening. It's hard to be unapologetically yourself. It is. And it's a journey. It's definitely not an overnight thing. It is not today. I am that because tomorrow you'll fall down again. Yeah. But it's about how many times you get back up when you've fallen down. It's about not listening to the small voices. It's about not allowing the little voices and the people that you grew up with to hold you back because they are still in the same place that you were, but you have gotten out of that place and they're still there. And all those voices around you of people who would love to be doing what you're doing. You don't listen to those ones. You do it for the greater good. You do it for the masses. I do it because I saved a life last week on stage. I do it because I helped a friend when I first began this story to also heal from what she was going through emotionally, physically, whatever it might be. You know, I truly just listen to what is my calling. If I were to listen to the hate and the social media little critics and, you know, the what I, I call them keyboard warriors, the people behind the, the keyboard with no face, they're wearing a mask. If you listen to that, they will ruin you. And that's his story, not yours. They will pull you down. 
who do you want to be? Listen to your calling, not your critic. I love that. I mean, you were just giving me that advice before we even started. (laughs) It was like, don't listen to the people who, the few people remember there are going to be people, other people who want your message. And that's, I think the hardest thing for all of us to grasp is we all want to be liked. And we so worry about getting that universal like, and it's impossible. So when we can really look at it through that, you know, through that mindset, you realize you're not going to please everybody. So why are you wasting precious time trying to get that? Instead, listen to your calling, not your critic. I freaking love that. Just flows through. Sometimes the words are like, I create quotes, right? And they go up on my Instagram every Sunday. And they're the most reposted thing on my whole social, on all my platforms. And I always wonder why. But I realize I just channel like the words someone needs mm-hmm. because I've been through it. And you got to go through it to get through it. Yeah, You have to go through whatever it is you're facing and you will get through it. It's also interesting. Kels, do you remember when we had Bazoma on here? So she was right before me, but I've listened to the episode. Okay. So Bazoma St. John, she is a CMO. She's been the CMO of Pepsi, I think, of Netflix, of WME. Do you know her? I know who you mean. So we had her on the show. It's one of my favorite episodes ever. We should link to it in here, actually. Um, But she is so big, so bold. Like you're coming in here. And if you guys aren't watching this on YouTube, if you are, Hey, um, but if you're not, and you're listening, Natasha's in here fully pinked out. She's wearing a pink fur coat, pink leather and fur coat, a pink leather outfit, pink and blue, yellow sneakers. Like she is so big and so bold. And Bazoma is the same way. That girl, we could be going to target and she's going to sparkle in all her glory. And I love it because I remember my mom training me to unsparkle so that I would have less problems. So in school, she'd say, Maria, don't give them a reason to be jealous. So I went so the opposite way where I'd wear sweats. I would like just do anything I could to keep attention away. And, you know, I've definitely gotten, you know, I've adjusted obviously in my later years, but there's still something that like I put on these silver um, pants the other day, like glitter pants. I'm like, oh, these might be too much. And Kevin goes, Maria, do you know who you are? What's wrong with you? And I'm like, oh shit, I still have to deprogram that from myself. And I think a lot of people do because when I go home to Boston and I'm wearing my big, you know, yellow coat, let's say my best friend would be like, Maria, I can see you a mile away because everyone else is just wearing black. Everyone is subdued. <laughs> everyone is simple. Everyone's afraid to be bold and to be themselves. Oh, yeah. So what is your best advice for that? This is such Being a great the queen, topic. <laughs> queen bold yourself. Queen bold. Everything about me is bold. And you know, it comes from that place of when I was at school and I wasn't liked by many and some and the boys. And I went through so much fear of wearing and being who I was, but no matter what, I still did. And to this day, I still go out there and wear exactly what I want because I'm unapologetically me. I just say, I am who I am authentically. I'm going to show up today in what 
feels good for me because when I wear something I love, it emulates around me and everybody around you is gravitationally pulled towards you because you're wearing a nice bright color. So mm-hmm. they instantly have something they can say to you. I love your yellow scarf. I love your orange head thing, whatever it might be. It's like a topic of conversation. But then beyond that, you are representing your soul and you're doing it again for you. And you're wearing it because you don't care that somebody else isn't. You're doing it for the people that need to. And you're helping inspire them. Mm. So when you show up, you're showing up in full sparkle. I say that because I didn't have full sparkle. When I was ill, when I was in a weak time in my life, I lost my full sparkle. And when you lose your sparkle, you were just literally speaking about it in a different way, but it's very similar. When you lose your sparkle, you don't have you. You, you, when you have the flu, think about it. You don't have your full sparkle. You, mm-hmm. oh my God, you're in bed and you just don't want to take meetings because you don't have your full sparkle. So when I show up wearing the outfit I want to wear, when I show up every day doing my rituals, my practices towards feeling good, you are the queen of this stuff. You know, it helps me to feel my best. Mm-hmm. And then guess what? I attract people, events, and places to me that are also the best for my calling. I love that. You know, it's like an actress putting on their wardrobe and they become the character. You're becoming the character in a sense, right? You're becoming the inner you on the outside. And when you feel amazing, right? It's like when you're dressing sloppy all the time, you're going to feel sloppy. If you're not doing your hair and your makeup and you're like, you feel like shit and you look like shit or whatever, that also just attracts more of that. You're right. You're attracting people who are like, whoa. Right. Yes. And then and and people who are above even the woe, let's say. I know that's a I'm kind of speaking in just non-speak right now, but it's it's interesting when you you become your full self on the outside with your wardrobe, how much that helps you. That's why like when I first started working or not working, when I was in college at Emerson, I was one of the um few freshmen accepted, maybe the only one I can't remember, uh, into the school news. And I was the first to win the best broadcaster award as a freshman. But what I did was, and I was poor as shit, I went to Filene's basement, I bought suits, and I treated it like I was on freaking nightly news. I was in a suit and everyone else is in their sweats. And I would go in there and I was like ever the professional. But what it did is it made me feel like a professional. And so I did my best work. And of course, like I said, I won that award. And then of course I (laughs) went on to have an incredible broadcasting career. But sometimes your wardrobe makes, not sometimes, your wardrobe makes you feel what you want it to make you feel. Oh my gosh. It's so this goes even deeper as well. I tr- you, you hit on it so beautifully. You create your character. In life, you choose your character and you write your script. Who do you want to be? Who do you want to become? You literally choose that person. You could do it every day or you could just choose the person that you want to be long long term. So I choose, this is the version of Natasha that I want to be. She is this girl who enjoys what she wears, but she also is very into X, Y, Z. She likes this. She goes to these places. She hangs out here. She takes her health really seriously. She is really into this, 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 this. Meditation, obviously that's, you know, I'm a uh, mindset coach. So meditation is a big part of what I do. So she practices this. She helps this many people. I literally create an entire mind map on who Natasha is. I create my character and then I go further. 
and I write my script in every area. So I have an area for love. And this is like four pages long up to a journal. Long. So you're actually writing all of this. Stuff oh, out. I have. I, I wish I had my journal with me to show you. I have some videos I'll try and show That's you. Great. So love title. And then I will talk about in full detail, everything about love in my life. So, and I am married. So Natasha's married to her soulmate and is deeply in love with him. And they live in and every detail, they eat together at night. They have a wonderful relationship. They do things together, experiences. They build amazing memories, every single detail about love. And then I have an area on health, Natasha's health, how she feels rejuvenated every day, how she's wonderful. And I write that out detailed. Then I have another area for career, Natasha's career. She impacted a billion people in her lifetime, helping them find joy and end their personal suffering. That's my calling. And then that's detailed out. How, think about it like this. How, what, where, why, when? That's what needs to go into every part of your script. This is something that I'm sure someone's probably listening right now and is going to do. And yes, it is amazing and changed my life because I did this about myself. But do you want to know one step deeper? Yes. Kate, you do it in the third person past tense. So it sounds like this. I'll do it for you. So Maria went to XYZ and had the most amazing time. It's already happened. And you're talking in the third person about yourself. So instead of, you can do it in the I am. I had the most, I am having the most wonderful time. You could do present tense, but the most powerful is past tense reprogramming. Past tense writing about yourself like a fairy tale. Write a story about yourself that has a happy ending. And what does that do? It helps your brain store it. So this goes into neuroscience. So this helps your brain to store it as a memory and your brain doesn't therefore know whether it's happened or not and it brings it to fruition. So there's a part in your brain called the reticular activating system and it filters 2 million bits of data every second, colors and sounds and things that you see. And what it does, it shows you anything that you deem as important. So what do you deem as important? Anything you focus your mind on. And so if you are focusing your mind on this beautiful script about yourself in this positive way and how you healed and how you came back alive and built this amazing business, all of a sudden your brain is showing around you evidence in people, events, and places to prove your belief system is real versus your old belief system, which was focused on, I'm never going to get well. I'm never going to get out of this victim mentality. I'm never going to make money. Oh, he can, she can, they can. It's not for me. They can. That mentality. Because then that also brings in the people, places, and events that support that belief. Boom. So you can choose. Yeah, you choose. I'll tell you, this is really funny. So positivity confidence, feeling healthy and happy, even if you aren't, it doesn't matter whether it's the truth or not, whether you're abundant or not, it's whether you believe it mm -hmm. or not. And acting as though you are confident, healthy and free and liberated and feeling the way you want to helps you to become healthy, liberated, and free, like my book, Be It Until You Become It. You first become it in your mind, act it in your behavior, that's the neuroscience part, and it sure enough becomes you. It's so true. I've watched this actually unfold in the last few months for myself because of the meditations that uh, Dr. Joe, I started in January. It really all is that neuroscience of you have to be grateful for the event before it's occurred. You have to be living in that truth for it to all kind of manifest for you. And so I 
step by step have watched all of the things that I have, the scenes I've created. So there are all these scenes. I'm in the doctor's office. I'm looking at Kevin. I'm anticipating the doctor coming in. I'm nervous. I feel like I'm going to throw up because I'm waiting for him to tell me the good news or I'm hoping he's going to give me good news. And then he comes in and he sits down and he does all these tests. And I'm like, just, just tell me the good news. And I'm playing the scene out like it's a movie. And then he tells me that the tumor's gone. And then the other doctors come rolling in. We hear there's something to celebrate because they're all excited for me. And they come in and I'm bawling and I'm screaming. I'm freaking out. And I'm like, oh my God. And then he's like, would you like me to show you? And then he shows. I play the scene out every day and have since January. And but there are so many scenes like that, but they've already come true. So those scenes, now that one will come true in January. I know when I get my next MRI. But all the other scenes with other doctors where they're like, you have normal this, you have normal that. Yes. They've all, I'm in the middle of a meditation playing the scene. I go, holy shit, this already happened. Holy shit. And now I have to think of something new. Yeah, yeah. To, to, to create a new scene. And so when you live in the gratitude, you play the scene and then you live in that gratitude, you're attracting it to you. Obviously, you have to do the things on this plane as well. Like you can't just dream things and, yeah. and hope they're all just going to happen. You have to do the work behind it. So- I'm eating clean. I'm doing all the other things to heal, but be it till you become it, which uh, is your new book. Yeah, um, is so different than you know, fake it till you make it, and all the other things. Uh, it's like it's a whole other vibe. It's a whole other being actual it. scientifically backed kind of. When you're on the go, twenty four seven, like me, guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. <laughs> and that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me. From working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials, it's been my go-to for so many years. And having everything in one place is such a time saver for me. With being a first-time mom for a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully our jobs and everything in between, but it's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're gonna love it. All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do. Snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past, but as you know, I am focused on my health these days. And I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor. And it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios. And then I got addicted. And now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, plus, wonderful pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of wonderful pistachios. You're going to love them. A thing. Oh, yeah. Being it in your absolute essence in your soul, in your body, in your mind. And there is so much science behind this, you know. 
For example, if you are wanting to move forwards with something, there's a part in my book, a whole chapter on resentment and letting go. Dr. Nina Radcliffe, she talks about it and I've got her whole study in my book, which is where if you hold resentment in your body, right? And you want to move forwards in your life, you want to become something different, but you're storing resentment in your body. You're storing resentment. You're holding on to resentment. It is literally sitting in your body and creating ailments and creating issues and creating dis-ease. And so... You have to decide to let go so you can grow. You have to decide to unlearn what you know to grow. You have to literally reprogram your mind. And that's why meditation is so powerful. That's mm -hmm. why becoming it through all these different methods, my MBS method, Meditational Behavioral Synchronicity, which is what the book's entirely about, really, is about, it's an ancient style of meditation that I've created where it's with pranayama breathing techniques first, which is all, you know, as far as it goes back, the breathing combined with modern day neuroscience, deep guided meditation, anchoring, removing the self-limiting belief and reprogramming your mind at an altered state of awareness in the alpha and the theta state to become the new version of you in that deep altered state in your subconscious mind. So now in your outer reality, you start to see new things, new ideas, new people, new places. Everything is being pulled towards you that you must grab onto and take action, inspired action towards because you're reprogramming your reality, your personality, mm -hmm. as Joe Spencer says, at a really altered, deeper state. And it works because Everything. I've watched it. I've completely changed who I am Wow. Um, I've, I'm a completely different person inside mentally and emotionally and, and now physically as well. Um, it really does work and it's, it's, it's kind of, um, it's such a simple way to change. Whereas when people try to change, right, because I was like, oh God, I can't change. Kevin's so good at changing. Like he, he can say, oh, I'm not going to do that anymore. And he'll just change. I'm like, oh, it's so hard for me. This is what I used to say. And it's, it's a sneaky way because as I went through this program, I just started changing my thought patterns, my behaviors. Um, I was slowly reprogramming along with the meditations myself. And then that got easier and easier. And then all of a sudden you wake up one day and you're like, whoa, what's going on in between my ears is so different than it used to be. It's so much calmer. It's so much different. It's wow. so much more positive. I'm literally creating the life that I want every single day. And in let's say the last month or so, maybe last two months, I realized even though I thought I was super grateful, how almost ungrateful I've been for all of the amazing things I've had in my life. Because I was so focused on the stress of it all and less about the, the blessings of it and the more, more about the coordinating and the, I got to get here and I got to go. It was, I was so never present in all of it to really truly be grateful. And now all I do is, when I'm driving, I'm not on the phone with people anymore. Yeah. I am literally in the car. Thank you, God, so much for this car. Thank you, God, so much for wow. this. Thank you, God, for this. And I, I'm so grateful. I just go through my whole list of gratefulness all day, all day, because I am living in a whole other mindset of just total gratitude and total joy and everything that I've been focusing on in these meditations, a fun and adventurous life. And all of these things are happening at rapid speed. So you can change really slowly and then it just starts to boom. At some point it clicks. This is so beautiful. I, and you know what? You do emulate it. Like when I see you, 
you're glowing. Like you are, you can tell you're living a life of joy, health, abundance, and gratitude. You can, you know, you can see this is amazing. And you're right. It's the small things, turning off those phone calls in Mm -hmm. the car, turning off so you can turn on. Yeah. So you can create. So when I'm not in gratitude, I'm creating. What do I want? All day. I'm like, what do I want? How do I want to feel? And I just think about all those things and, and. And I, like I said, it's clicking and clicking and clicking. I keep going into new levels of healing, new levels of, and then I realize, oh my gosh, I started out in January and my goal was, and it was very lofty, was I wanted full mind, body, and soul healing. Wow. And I remember when I said it the first time, I'm like, oh, bitch, you're crazy. (laughs) How is that all going to happen? That's just crazy. But what's amazing is it's happening. And I... I can see the mind healing is mind blowing because I can control my thoughts so much better than ever. And my, my health is healing at rapid speed and my soul is healing. Like I forgave my brother and that was a really rough relationship. And I was just back home for the holidays with him. And I was like, wow, he's, he, we're really good. How is this happening? (laughs) But it's, happening because of a simple practice that I implemented into my life every day and, and then built off of, because when you start, it's, it's, it can seem so overwhelming to start anything new, but my favorite Christmas movie, Santa Claus is coming to town. One of them. Are you in this one? No, this isn't like a classic. It's claymation. Santa Claus is coming to town. I I watched a Christmas movie as I flew in. Like I, I am obsessed. Well, you have to watch my Christmas movie this weekend. I'm going to. What's the name of it? It's called The Holiday Dating Guide. Oh my God. Kelsey, will you send us that? On Lifetime. Everyone's going to watch. But this is a claymation classic and it actually tells such a beautiful story about how stockings came to play and Santa and all of that. But he says in the movie and starts singing this musical song, it's just put one foot in front of the other. And I that song has really been such an interesting mantra and guide. So when I even starred in that Christmas movie the night before, I panicked. I'm like, I'm starring in a movie. I'm in every scene. How the heck am I going to do this? Holy shit, I got to get out of this. What did I do? This was so stupid. And I was I really panicked. And then I thought of that that song. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to get through tomorrow. And then I'll just get through the next day. I'm just going to take it one day at a time, just like the movie, just like the song. But it's the same thing with any new practice, whether meditation or whatever, just do one day at a time. Don't look at the mountain that you got to go climb and don't look at it like a mountain, just one day at a time, do your best. And, and I'm telling you if, and even in June, when I saw my naturopath and all this stuff had happened, she looked at me and she's like, wow, yeah, this is a, a rough profile here we got. She's like, it, probably is going to take two years to heal. And I remember like sinking in my chair and being like, two years, I can't be on a healing journey for two years. I can't do this. Well, within five months, I had like a massive turnaround and now I'm at going to be at six months now. And it's actually going at record speed. Yeah. And so I will be healed by the end of this year. And I can see, it's so funny, even in my darkest moments, like two weeks ago, I was like, oh, I'm white knuckling, I'm white knuckling. And I just stayed in my faith and in my like yeah. power. And then it clicked. And I was like, oh. And then I was like, yeah, because I'm going to have my full healing by the end of this year. I've had multiple signs that I've asked for come together. So it's going to happen. And so when I'm seeing the numbers, I'm like, well, yeah, it's happening by the end of the year. So wonderful. But that... That journey has to happen with one step. 
one step. So I want to go back to broke single mom, Natasha, and, and you being at your lowest and what you did to get out of that. When I was in that darkest moment, I started to recreate who I was. I wrote down like I was, you know, with the scripting. You were homeless. Yeah. Well, yeah, I was on the street. So, so what I, does that mean when you have a single, you, you were a single mom at the time. How old was your baby? Uh, a year and a half. And but but your dad's a doctor. How are you homeless if your dad's a doctor? Didn't speak to him for a long time. Wasn't in touch with my dad for 10 years. Wow. 10 years of my life. I didn't speak to him. It was really sad. And I what love was him happening now. with your mom? Um, I was ashamed. My mom was living in another city. I was in London at this point. She was in a whole different city. It's like, you know, different states. And I, if you were thinking about it in America. And I just was so ashamed of who I'd become. Also, my family really turned a, their back on me when I became who I was before that. I was a webcam girl. You know, they were just like, they were like ashamed. What's a webcam girl? You know, like OnlyFans. Okay. Just like a little bit further than that. So they were very ashamed of what I was doing, but I was trying to earn money. I was trying to get through. I was trying to get by. And then I think I was dealing with a lot of addiction. So the drugs and all of that stuff is really wow. what led me. Yeah, that was the worst You've had point. a story. Oh God. Like a lot of people don't even know the full thing, but like when you're on drugs, like trying to feed that, you've got to do stuff that brings you cash. So doing that kind of industry, like webcamming and all that shit is what would maintain it. And so it was like modeling, webcamming, you know, and I used to hide all of it. Oh my God, now it's part of my story. I own who I am. Like, I'm glad that I did what I did. You know, I don't regret too much of my journey. And like, would I do it again? Fuck no. But are there points of my journey that I would do again? Yeah, because I was surviving. When you need to survive, you will do anything. Yeah. So when I pushed everybody away from me, including my husband, pushed him away. So your husband you're currently with? Is my second husband. Is your second husband your? Yeah. Did you have a first one? Yeah, my first husband, the father. Well, of my if son. you had a second, sorry. Yeah, and so and <laughs> everyone so, pretend I didn't just say that. That was a Jessica Simpson <laughs> moment. That was so cute. So you know, I, I was like in a visual of you in London. I'm trying to like place you like in in all of it. So go ahead. oh my god, I just pushed the world away, and then there just came a day where the tenancy had run out on the apartment. I was so ashamed of who I'd become. I was disappointed. I was in tens of thousands of debt, which was in the 50,000s and then went into the hundreds, which was so bad. And I pushed away the world and I, I just had nowhere to go. And, and how you, old was your baby? I think around 18 months. And where did you guys, you were on the streets? It was like 2018. Yeah, we walked out onto the street with his bags and my bags packed of the things like our necessities and things that we needed. And I walked out on the street. I always remember packing his toys. It was wow. one of the hardest times of my life. Just knowing like nobody knows, like nobody knows. I'm walking out on the street. Where did you go? Onto the street. I walked onto the street, but I knew I wasn't going to stay homeless. Like I always say to people, you know, there's times when, when I've said like in, in different interviews, how long are you homeless for? I've said like three months or three days. When I, when I explain this like properly, because it's such a blurred line with how, how to explain it, I think when you're high and also you're so depressed, like that time of my life is such a blur. I believe that, yeah. Truthfully, like I- it's, Well, because you don't want to remember it either. I, I don't even remember it now. Like it's even like hard. I'm like, what year was it? Well, I know it was 2018. And then I'm like, who was around at the time? No one. This I was had, just like, in 2018. Yeah. It's 2022 and you are a massive success. <laughs> I know when I went back at like my journey. That's insane. So I was, yeah, so we walked out and then I was like, I'm not going to stay here. This is not going to be my thing. So I had some bracelets on at the time and 
Um, so now we're officially homeless. We have no house to go to. Um, and I'm like, where do I go? So I, I take off a bracelet and I go and sell it to someone on the street. I sell it in a fucking pawn shop. And like some other guy bought the other one on the street and they got like, you know, whatever I made for it, I can't remember. And then I used that to put a roof over our head, which was a hostel at the time. And then I was on a friend's couch and there was another friend's couch. So we were actually homeless for like however long that was. But homeless is when you don't have a home. So yeah. lots of people have been homeless, by the way. They just probably don't use that terminology. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was a lot. It was really tough, wow. you know. I wish I could just erase that, that period of my so life. So how did you... I mean, it sounds like it was probably hard drugs too. Mm-hmm. How did you get off of drugs, go from, you know, and and, and go get out of homelessness? How, how did you, that's a lot to change. A lot. So the fast. drugs, the drugs stopped before I had my son. So I was like, I cut that off, but I'd already used all my money. So I, would, I was already like, you know, oh dear. And a very like sort of. How did you, how did you get off drugs? Um, I was pregnant. And that was oh, enough. That was enough. Carrying wow. the child, that was enough. That was that was like a cold stop. Like, wow. boom, cold stop. And then after pregnancy, you didn't want to go back? I definitely relapsed. Yeah. I definitely relapsed. But this is a part of my journey. I have nothing to hide. I'm not going to sit here and be like, you know, so I did. I relapsed once and I've never gone back since. And I just don't drink. I stay away from drugs. Like, I have no desire. I will never do it again. It's... An addiction, which for me was just being, it was just blurring. Circumstantial, yeah, it sounds totally, like. Totally, it just, Sounds like circumstantial. Yeah. I don't know why, but. Yeah, it was just there and then and just periods of my life. So getting out of it was a, a series of a few things. Number one, I got myself a program. I was already in debt, so fuck it. Let me go and get another bit of debt, which is to buy this mentorship, this program of this person, this girl, the best money I ever spent. And I remember this program doing a seven day thing. And it was like a seven day practice where I would do five things I'm grateful for right now, five things I'm looking forward to, five things I'm excited for. And I was doing this whilst I was in this like, you know, period of not having a house and trying to like get my son and me together. And like, you know, I wasn't answering the phone to anyone. I was like rejecting the world. I was just like, I changed my number. I was just like, like, I don't want to know anyone. I don't want anyone to know what I'm going through. I'm so embarrassed. I am in my lowest point. I just, yeah. So I, everybody was pushed away. There was nobody who wasn't. That's including family, friends, you know, nobody could reach us. It was tough, you know, really, really a tough time. Wow. So I, in that time, that gave me time, which was weird. But now thinking about it, that's how I had the time to really work on me, which was doing these practices, which are like, who do I want to be? How am I going to get out of this? And then... Here's where it changed. I walked into a charity shop on day one or two, whatever it was. And I, I went in and I tried on all the clothes and I still have my Instagram. Like that doesn't just disappear because you suddenly don't have any I money. I love this story, by the way. And I went in and I put on the, the outfits and I was like, can you just watch my son? My son would like play on the floor with the toys and I go on the street and I just grab a random stranger. Can you just take a picture of me? They would take a picture of me in the street wearing the outfit. I would post that on my Instagram. Within a matter of a few days, the brands contacted me. One, I remember them, AX Paris, they were the first brand to contact me and said, hey, Natasha, we love your stuff. Can we send you some more stuff and pay you for it? Mm. I was like, hallelujah. So I knew if I could just go and be like the bloggers out there, which I was just, by the way, what I was doing before all of this, right? But drugs make you lose your way and like crazy circumstantial things make you lose your way in life. So I just regained 
that and I knew I could build a business from it. One step in front of the other. That's it. One step at a time. And that first 150 bucks turned into the empire I have today. I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's Frizi Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. As a first-time mom with a baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps us bag stashed in the nursery. <laughs> you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. (laughs) Bonus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, they keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. Wow. That's the first time I've ever given that much detail as well, right here. Like I've never gone into every single move step by step of what I did like that was literally it financially it was the charity shop that got me the money because it was Instagram it was online mentally spiritually it was meditating and writing out these things and the mentorship was what took me from being broke to getting out of debt within one year knowing what I needed to do so I just got the chills all the way down my body Thank you for sharing. Um, So within a year, you're out of it. Tell me what kind of that next step was. My life changed so much. It sounds like very fast. Very, very (laughs) fast. So people often say even now, like you've grown exponentially in two years. My trajectory is wild. It's because I move at, you even say this to me because mm-hmm. you were lightning speed, baby. Right. You know, running like this. If you're watching me right now, I'm running at the front like this at such a pace. My hands are behind me and I'm pulling people with me. Come with me. Come with me. But if you can't keep up with this pace, you're back there. I, I don't have time for it. I'm moving at such a pace. People are coming and going in my business. No problem. You can't keep up with us. We're moving at this pace. We're moving at this pace. You're either with us on this journey because we've got to reach a billion people by the time my life is finished. So I have a lot of people to impact, to leave a legacy there after I'm gone that is going to impact people for thousands of years, hundreds of years at least. You know, I want to leave a legacy that's like, Wow like Cleopatra, like leaving that legacy of something 
incredible that that person did in their life. It's not about me. My name can fade. It's what I achieved and how that method, my MBS method, has changed lives already. It will continue to do so thereafter I'm gone. Yeah, will you share some stories? Oh my gosh. Okay, so um, Melalee, she's another girl. She's from um, California, had an accident, was in a car. Um, was told she wasn't going to walk again. There's literally reviews on this on my on my website. Did my MBS method. I think she did it for 30 days, but within one year, walking and now running. Wow. That was like mind-blowing. That's just like a healing one. My own, my own one, I did my MBS method by mistake. So when I had my overactive thyroid, I didn't know what to do because my mind was racing so fast. I couldn't meditate. So it was like race too fast. If we have time, can I share this story? Yes. Okay, this is, this is really interesting because you'll like this because of where we're from as well. This is, uh, we have that in common with the Greek genes. Yeah. So I'm from like five places, but that's one of my, my dad's very much like we spoke Greek, you know, it's like beautiful. Okay. When I was 18, my parents sent me away to a monastery in Cyprus, Trudos Mountains. Wow. They told me I was rebelling, all of this, but of course I was because I was being bullied at school and I hated it and I didn't go to university. I didn't do any of the normal. They were like, oh my God, you need to be saved. Go and do this monastery, <laughs> right? You can imagine, yeah? That's so funny. So off I go and we go to this monastery. And while I'm there, I hated it so much. We were living with monks and we were like, it was everything I would love now. Can you imagine if I was there now, if you were there now, it's something you'd enjoy. Mm -hmm. But back at 18, you don't understand it while you're cleaning loos every day, while you're picking your own food, why it doesn't make any sense to you in the era I was. So I'm really not enjoying this experience. And every day I try and escape. And I try and go and find this bus stop and I can't find the bus stop. So I'm walking out into the mountains and I'm seeing another hill and another hill. And I'm just like, oh my God, I can't find this bus stop. But sitting on one of the hills nearby, they're like small mountains, is this old man. He's very tanned, leathery skin, a long white beard. And he looks maybe 70, I don't know, old man. He's sitting cross-legged like this. In a meditative pose. In a meditative pose. He's a he's a yogi, right? And like I call him an ancient yogi. And he's sitting there and I'm watching him and he's doing this crazy thing with his chest. <laughs> like this. In, out, in, out, breathing. But I get nearer and nearer. Every day I go back. Now I give up on the bus stop. I'm more intrigued by who this is. It's just like interesting for me at the time. Because I've already read the book, The Secret. I'm kind of interested by this stuff. So I'm looking at him and then one of the final days of me on this trip, I, I near him and he says, come over. I've seen you every day. I'm like, how have you seen me? I thought I was like hiding in the bushes. He's like, come over. And I'm like, okay. He's like, would you like to try it? And I'm like, yeah, sure. So I sit next to him in his broken English. He's like, I'm going to teach you about the breath. And I'm like, what is, what do you mean? And I'd be like, what are you doing? And he's like, the breath, Natasha can either heal you or kill you. That was the most profound words that I ever heard. And to this day, I would never forget them. So it turns out he wasn't 74. He was 104 Whoa. years old. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's like totally off the grid. This just amazing, amazing human. He's so healthy. He said he lives on the breath and light. And I don't even think That's he... what yogis, you yeah. can, they say, yogi camera is like, you can get your nutrition from the sun. Yep. 
from the air, from breathing. It doesn't always have to be from food. This is it. So he literally lived on the breath and light, which to me, again, at the time, he's a breatharian. I was like, well, I don't even understand this. He looked phenomenal for his age. My mind blowing. Okay, so he taught me how to breathe. He said, my great-grandfather taught me this breathing exercise. My great-grandfather's great-grandfather taught him, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So we're looking at something which has been passed down through the generations, and now it's in my hands. And he showed me how to breathe, to heal. At the time, I didn't think about it. I learned it, I practiced it, and I put it to bed. Fast forward to when I had the illness in 2017, to almost a decade later. I was doing the meditation, so back to the day now. I'm sitting on my laptop trying to meditate, trying to overcome this illness and thinking of all the things I could do to overcome it. I'm, I'm definitely doing a lot of healing, but I'm not there and I, I don't understand why. So I meditate, but it's not going in. So I find in my little diary that I used to write his address and I write him a letter. Eventually, blah, 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 blah. Fast forward, we end up on Zoom or whatever it was, video, Skype. I don't know what it was. We were on a, a video call. Oh, the so. off the grid Cypress man yes. got on a video call. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> which is amazing. So he, he was 104 when I was on the phone to my guest. So however old that was, right? So he must have been 94 when I met him, whatever. So this is wow. fascinating. So I'm sitting and I haven't heard from him since. So now I'm like, I don't, you know, God bless it. We don't know where he is, but I'm sitting on this thing with him. And every time I do the breathing with him, I'm like, thank you. That's like three times with me. And that was the last I heard. Every time I shut down the phone or the laptop, instead of just going about my day, I was already really high on my own breath in this state of Zen. I would lay down and hit play on a guided meditation. And then I would meditate and I would go into this Zen of healing. Mm -hmm. But because I was already in a, a higher altered vibration state of awareness, I was already in the alpha and theta state. I was able to reprogram my mind. And there and behold was born the MBS method. Wow. I, I like that because sometimes when I have to meditate or when it's like, okay, I'm going to go meditate, I'll realize I'm tired. And I'll say, you know what? I'm not going to have a good uh, meditation if I'm tired. So I'll take a nap and then I'll meditate. Wow. And those are my most powerful meditations because you've already brought yourself down. Yes. Like similar to the breathing, it brought you to a really like yes. Zen place. So then it's a little bit more effective. Oh, so, so effective. Like when you meditate, most people, they, they, they're already kind of meditating when they're breathing, but putting the two together and then when you meditate in that state, you now remove the self-limiting belief. And that really is only one main limiting belief that's blocking you from everything. And it usually, when you go deeper and deeper and deeper, it sounds like, I don't feel worthy of love. I don't feel worthy of freedom. I don't feel worthy of financial abundance. It sounds like that. Just that's really, it comes down to not feeling worthy of something. Mm -hmm. And that blocks you from everything in life. So we remove the main blockage and we then replace it in that altered state of awareness with a new belief about yourself, which sounds like, I do feel worthy of love. I do feel worthy of whatever it is you want to achieve. And you reprogram your mind. You anchor it in by holding a certain part of your body. And then you come out the other side having reprogrammed what you want. But the breathing is so important. There is certain breath work for certain manifestations. And so how long does it take to see results technically? I mean, I'm sure it's varied, but is there some... Yeah, so... Um... 
another client of mine manifested into her life 500,000. She's now heading to the million mark and she did that in one year. Wow. So she's a really great financial one that I've seen because it's outside the box. You know, it's those sort of things I, I like, are like, wow, you know, good to see in business. It really does work in business as well. Um, I would say three sessions is an amazing time to see some kind of massive breakthrough. Some people it will work on session one. 30 days of it, you're, you're seeing a positive impact in your life a positive change in your life. But the, the thing that's so powerful about the MBS method is the longevity that comes with it. Is that when you do it, you're creating long lasting positivity and change in your life. So at the moment we are starting finally, which is so exciting to do practices and uh, MRI scans and EEGs with patients and people who are doing the MBS method to show the change on their brain to show that it has been proven to, once it's all done, be proven, it will be proven, to help you improve your state of happiness. Because mm. that's all I want to do is help people be happier. But it's funny because if I tell you, hey, drink this water, it's going to make you happy. Even if drinking this water genuinely makes me happy, some people still need to see the science behind it. Yeah. And, they, and that's okay. So I like just, seeing the science. Totally. I'm, I'm all in. On, on woo-woo and all of that. But when I see science, something clicks in the brain that makes it that much more possible. That's why I really loved Dr. Joe. Cause I was like, he's scientific. He's doing the same thing. He's, yeah. he's got neuro um, MRIs and neurologists studying everything. So that when something is science backed, it's more tangible for somebody. Totally. And, and I think it's really smart that you're doing that because yeah. obviously you're getting results. You're getting the reviews. People are coming to you and telling you about their successes um, and, and everybody needs somebody different, right? So somebody may be more apt to have success with you than a Dr. Joe or doctor. Like it's, we need different vehicles hundred percent for all of this. Um, somebody so, will, it, it just, it's like somebody could tell you it. Like, it's funny when, before we came in today, you were giving me this amazing, like, you know, I basically had my own one-to-one -one session with you. You were teaching me about how to improve this hives thing I've had on my body recently. And you've literally given me an entire protocol mm -hmm. and I'm about to start following it. And I'll come back and tell you how it goes. Yes, please. And so I'm so excited. So I had that with you, but you know what's so funny? I heard some of the things that you told me today by somebody else and it went whoop, whoop, in one ear and out the other. Yeah. Or I've heard it from a, a dude who told me he's a doctor, but if for some reason it didn't hit, but the exact way that you've put it together in this protocol, I've already written it down. I'm ready to go to the shop. Yeah. Like, you know, I, that it hits different. Yep. Always. I know my husband's always like, Maria, I've been telling you this stuff forever. You need to go to Tony Robbins or you need to go to this person or that person. I'm like, everybody has that person it clicks with. And so, um, so yeah, I think the, um, it, it just depends on, on when that message is ready to go to you and when you're ready to receive it. When the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Mm -hmm. So be it till you become it. Um, when did it come out officially? Came out August the 3rd, 2022. So a few months back. Oh, so it was a few months ago. Was yeah, it yeah. after I saw you or before? Right before you saw me. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally just a few. Did I give you a book at the time? 
<gasps> so I bought one with me. Let- we were chatty Cathy's though. Oh my God. So, so we I, never. The one, so I bought it with me today. And then I called Ashley. I said, hey, Ash. I was like, did I give Maria a book? She's like, I think you did. But I think I left it in the shoe that day. So I bought another one with me. Oh, good. Because no, I but, always uh, read I the to- books before I do an interview. I'm like, wait, I don't have a book. Oh my gosh. I need to. I have to give you one. Yeah. I have, no, no, no. It's, but it's so funny because I was asking. I was like, did I give her one? She's like, yeah. So we, we I did. can't wait to read it. Um, the audiobook just dropped. The audiobook's in my voice, in my put you to sleep, meditation, <laughs> heal your soul voice. My Zen voice. You know, Kevin today was having a lot of breakthroughs and he was like, I'm going to start listening to more audiobooks. So I think he'll really enjoy it too. It's so, so much science in there. You know, it's really, there's so many science, scientific studies in there. For someone that really needs to see those extra bits, we spent an abnormal amount of time researching the science. So there's just wonderful studies backing everything, which is wonderful. Every chapter has a new study one to two. So so cool. I mean, listen, it's amazing to me that you turned your life around so fast and, and, and went from where you were to impacting so many people in such a positive way that, um, it, what is your relationship with your parents now? Okay. So, um, Obviously, my mom's like so sad that I never called her when I didn't, you know, have a house in that time. Um, so I ended up on like a friend's couch with my son, which was really not great. Um, and then I, you know, got out of that situation very fast. Um, so she was, it took her a while, but she's definitely forgiven me and I've forgiven her. And now we're in a wonderful place and I adore her. And I have evolved so much. I mean, I don't recognize who I was then. Like, even when I talk about it, it's a blur to go back into like, mm-hmm. wait, was it that long? Was it this long? Like, you know, there was an interview where I said he was a newborn baby. He was, it wasn't a newborn, but to me, 18 months as a 27 year old girl felt like a newborn baby. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, it's so hard to remember. The, you don't want to remember that. I have such a hard time remembering my life before I came out to LA. Wow. It's it's a blur too. Oh, so you've also, yeah, so yeah. Blur, someone else gets it because it's, yeah, it's, it's really hard. I have to, it's, it's um, you know, when you go through a lot of rough stuff and I had growing up, there was a lot of, you know, illness with my dad and a lot of trauma. And when you have a lot of trauma, yeah, it those all become blurs. I mean- it's it's really hard. I yeah, totally. Like I, it's sad because I don't remember a lot of my. I try, I try, I try. I can't remember growing up with my dad. Mm. I, I just I like wait, what holiday was he on? I don't remember that. Like I do remember the last time I ever saw my parents happy, and that was the really one of the saddest moments of my life. Um, we were sitting on the beach with. This is when my relationship went downhill with my dad. And then bear in mind, I didn't speak to him for 10 years. Not them, but later on, it kind of flared back up. So we were in the south of France, me and must have been four of my siblings and my mom and dad. And um, I remember seeing my dad and my mom hugging laying together on the beach and I remember looking at them and intuitively I've always had intuition it just came over me and just said photograph this moment in Mm. your mind because this is the last time you're ever gonna see them like this so I photographed it in my mind I could I could paint it I could paint it it's so vivid it's a black and white scene we were like sitting by a beautiful big uh, cliff edge and my mom was pregnant at the time and she had a bump and my dad was holding her and my siblings and I were playing and I watched this moment in slow motion. Suddenly we were in a car and 
we were driving along and out of nowhere another car hit us. And that car crashed. My mom was pregnant and she was rushed. We were all rushed to hospital. And this it, really happened. Oh, I'm telling you, like I've never shared this. This is yeah, yeah. And there's a I'll go into detail in a second where I'm going with the story. And my mom was uh, pregnant and because of the impact of the car crash she went into labor and the baby came out with um, brain damage so the baby was forced to be born it had they had to cut a uh, cesarean they had to cut the baby out and it was premature but it would have survived even premature but it had brain damage because of the impact of the car and my dad was driving Wow. And I was in the front of the car, rewind five minutes, and so I didn't have my seatbelt on. And again, this voice that had been there one hour before on the beach just said, put your seatbelt on. I pull it down, I clip it in, boom, and the crash happened. So I survived. We, we all survived. How old were you? Uh, 2000, it was the millennium. Wow. So 2000 was that. So I was 10. Um and then we're in hospital and the baby survived for 10 days. She was called Isabella, my little sister. Aww. And then she died. They had to turn off the machines because there was no hope. So my mom's now a bereavement psychologist counselor, which is really interesting. So obviously she's been through it. So it makes perfect sense. But <laughs> why do I share that? That was when my mom blamed my dad for the loss of my sister now she's over it and i've obviously overcome it but that's why me as the oldest of five pushed my dad away so when people wonder how i end up on the street you try losing a sister and blaming your parents for it and then not uh, feeling guilt of not hating your dad because that's what happened because of him but he was wasn't his fault so yeah, when I look at the trauma of what I've been through, I don't think I've ever shared that. That's a lot of emotions to process yeah. as a 10-year-old too. Yes. And you know what? This hives on my body, which has been flaring up recently. I've had it for a year. I'm bored of it. It turned from acute to chronic. It's obvious. Like I've just like self-diagnosed it. I ran from doctors. Couldn't be. I just was too terrified of like hearing what it was. I know what it is now. Well, and they don't, but by the way, they don't know what it is. Oh, because yeah. when I had it, they wanted to put me on Accutane. You had the same thing? Oh, I had worse. I had worse. That's how I know how to heal it. And so... And you did exactly the protocol that you've taught me. Yes. Oh my God, it's so yes. good. And Yogi Cameron was the main protocol because I... It was funny. He reached out to me at a book and I was working at the Today Show. And he's like, would you think I could be on the show? I said, yes. And oh my God, I need you. I'm suffering. I was in Connecticut... When I say from the neck down, I was covered in hives. Yeah. When I say, you couldn't even see skin. It was just hives. I was sleeping in ice packs. My mom and dad would drive me to the beach and I would go into the water and soak. I was suffering so bad. I was wearing like a toga because I couldn't have clothes even touching me. It was so bad. And then he put me on the protocol and it worked. And so I've added... Um, Actually, for your protocol, yeah, I added the the Briotech topical skin spray. So I'm adding some other things that I know also will help yeah. because the sandalwood he gave me was from an actual tree in India. Oh my god! The ones you're going to get here are going to be less potent, yeah. but I'm sure they'll still work. But I know if 
if if there's any less potency, the other stuff I'm giving you is going to help. Yeah. But no, I've I've had it too, and it's because we run very high. high. We're it, doing so much, or I was doing so much at the time. It was like at your age where I was suffering with them. Did it so, did it go? How quickly did it go using the protocol? Um. Well, I started uh, his diet, eating from the ground, only cooling foods. And, and that means, oh, oh like, and then yeah, only eating when you're hungry. Oh, yeah. So you're not eating because something looks good or is going to taste good or because it's two, uh, one o'clock and it's yeah. lunchtime or whatever. Only when you're hungry. And then you start to realize, I need way less food than I thought I did. You get way more energy, right? Like right now on my healing journey, I've cleaned out my diet so much that it's just protein and vegetables and it's not a lot. And, and it's funny that the energy is shifting for me. Wow. So I remember then I was like, I could fly. I physically could just flap my arms and fly. And I wasn't eating anything because my nutrition was coming from the sun, from the air, from creativity, and also just knowing that I was healing myself. And, and so you can only eat when you're hungry, which at the beginning you feel very confined. It's very hard to do. Um, and then when you lean into it, it starts to work. And yeah, the rashes, once I put the sandalwood powder on, I made the paste that first day in the shower and slept in it. And then the next day, half of it was gone. Wow. And then the next day, the other half went away. Like it literally magically disappeared. Oh my God. So I've got, I'm going to go to, I'm going to literally this right after this. Yeah, and go I'll, get the sandalwood yeah. powder. No, I will. Um, but So beautiful. But uh, yeah. And the ocean was a massive help. The ocean water helps... Um, it did. I mean, it didn't do the trick though. Yeah. Yeah. You needed all the rest. I needed all the other stuff. Yeah. 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 I have to do this. Yeah. It's such a bizarre thing how it just like suddenly comes on. But again, you know, it makes sense of why, but I'm ready to heal. Like when you're ready. Yeah. That's it. That's a big part of it, by the way. So for a lot of when I had the illness before, I would say my illness. It was like, something yes, you're owning it. You can't took it out. I was like, yeah. hang on. I was like, and you can talk to it. Talk so to it. Yes. I talk to my body every night. So I, t- I program my atoms and my cells. I think it was your atoms. I got to go back mm-hmm. and look, I think atoms, Dr. Joe said are 99.9999% void. Yes. Empty. And That's so right. I, I, every night I say, hello, atoms in my body. I want to program you tonight with love and healing. And I want you to go through and I go through all the ailments. And I said, I want you to go in and while I'm sleeping, I want you to work on all of these things. And I want to have a rapid healing. And ever since I've been doing it, it's been actually way more rapid. And I tell the cells, I go do your thing tonight. Yeah. And, um, and then I talk to all my organs and all my systems and I say, thank you for, for all you're doing to contribute to the healing. And I love you. And I, I tell all of my, my digestive system, my reproductive, I tell all my systems, muscular nervous system, I talk to them all. And, um, and you can talk to the rash and say, it's time for you to go. I realize what I need to do now and it's time for you to go. And so for me, like I said, the tumor came for a reason. I know why it came. And so now I'm like, I don't need you anymore. You can go. And that's the other thing I say. So start talking to it talking and telling to, you to go. I know. Just tell it to leave you. Mm-hmm. I, I need to do that 100% yeah. more. I definitely, I just, I tell my body, I do like a self-love meditation where I'm like, I love you. I love you so much. Like you make love to your body. Mm-hmm. You just like sensually just like, you know, like I love you hands. I love you. 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 I get so happy yeah. about my own body. 
And even if something's there, you just keep loving over it, keep loving it because water, and I don't know if you've seen, but you know, Dr. Emoto, the, uh, have you seen the water reprogramming? So he proved in the fifties that you can literally change the formation of the crystals in water through feelings and thoughts. So we are made up of over 75% water. So if you talk to the water with love, it's proven you can see this online to see all the science behind it. You can see the crystals taking a beautiful geometry shape. If you say nasty things to it, they go the opposite way. And so your body's the same. So what are you thinking all the time? What are you feeling? And mm -hmm. I just remember that being a big shift for me. Yeah. And even now, like, you know, this thing obviously happened just to say, you gotta go back to it. Go back. Why did you why did you stop? Because you were yeah. healed. Don't yeah. stop because you're healed. It's like No, you gotta keep it up. Yeah, when you're winning, I say to my like my uh, my clients and my students who are in my mastermind, I'm teaching them about mindset and like, you know, getting their life right. Cause you're winning, don't just leave now. You've got to stay with this. Practice forever, forever, forever. This is you. Yeah. Why not the same? You with forgot healing? for your health. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Natasha, thank you so much for being here today, guys. You can get the book, Be It Until You Become It, wherever books are sold. We'll put all the links in the summary of this episode. And uh, until next time. All right, friends. Of course, uh, we will leave everything you need to know about Natasha in the uh, summary of this episode. If you haven't checked out our Macy's.com backslash heel squad uh, link, please do. I know it's very close to the holidays and uh, we have a lot of things on there that I've hand selected for you that you can buy for your loved ones or for yourself. We get a credit for us on the show, which helps us continue to bring you this great content. So anything you're going to buy at Macy's, use our link, um, macy's.com backslash heel squad, and you will be supporting us while you're supporting whoever you're going to buy that beautiful gift for. In the meantime, be nice people, make good choices and be present. This podcast and all related content published or distributed by or on behalf of Maria Menunos or mariamenunos.com is for informational purposes only and may include information that is general in nature and that is not specific to you. Any information or opinions expressed or contained herein are not intended to serve as or replace medical advice, nor to diagnose, prescribe, or treat any disease, condition, illness, or injury, and you should consult the healthcare professional of your choice regarding all matters concerning your health, including before beginning any exercise, weight loss, or healthcare program. If you have or suspect you may have a healthcare emergency, please contact a qualified healthcare professional for treatment. Any information or opinions provided by a guest expert or host featured within website or on company's podcast are their own, not those of Maria Menounos or the company. Accordingly, Maria Menounos and the company cannot be responsible for any results or consequences or actions you may take based on information or opinions. Hey, Heal Squad, we have been on quite the journey together, and we're hearing from so many of you just how much this show is helping you heal and get better, and it makes us feel so good. We love, love, love it, and we just ask that you don't keep it to yourself. Spread the message and share the show or your favorite episode with your friends. And if you want to help us even more, you can leave us a five-star rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and follow us on Instagram at Heal Squad. You can also DM us anytime because we love connecting with you. And finally, you can also join us on Patreon for our monthly live heal events with world-class healers and ad-free episodes exclusive only to Patreon and our Super Heal Squad for as little as $10 a month. So go to patreon.com backslash heel squad to join. Getting better isn't easy, friends, but as I say all the time, it's a whole lot easier if we can do it together. We love you all so much, and we love doing this thing called life with you.